It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It has been a fantastic journey at Eurobasket, but unfortunately, Germany not going to take home the trophy. We'll talk a little bit about today's Friday's loss for Germany, what we've seen from Franz Wagner as we get ready for the bronze medal game on Sunday. Plus, the Magic have new Statement Edition uniforms, and we'll tee up the start of training camp. It's almost here, and I'm back from vacation. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 17th. 2022. My name is Philip Rossmanich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to chat a little bit about what we've seen from Franz Wagner at Eurobasket over the last week as Germany uh, falls in the semifinals to Spain in what was really an incredible run and an incredible stretch from Franz Wagner. We'll talk plenty more Franz Wagner actually on Monday's episode, but we'll cover uh, what I missed while I was on vacation, coming to you now from the present, uh, uh, from Franz Wagner over this past week as, as Germany defeated Greece and then lost to Spain earlier today on Friday. We'll also talk a little bit about the Magic's new uniforms, plus what Jamal Mosley said on the pod squad that has me very excited as we get ready for training camp coming up here soon. Before we do any of that, though, I want to th- uh, before we do any of that, though, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. Let's start today by saying this before we get anywhere else. Um, Eurobasket's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun following this tournament. It is, it is one of the tournaments I look forward to every four years, whenever it comes around. I don't know if it's a biannual tournament or uh, a quadrannual turn- tournament, but um, this is one of the best individual basketball tournaments in the world. It's been exciting. It's been a lot of fun. And the fact that we still get that we get a Magic player still involved in this, obviously, best of luck to FIBA Fournier. I, I there's the, I will say this again Monday, uh, when when hopefully France does win win Eurobasket. I am now that Germany's out of the running. Now that our guy Franz Wagner is not going to be competing for the championship, I sincerely hope that France wins this thing. It has been a long time coming for France. We followed on this podcast for sure. Evan Fournier's run with the French national team. They have been knocking on the door of championships over and over and over again and just have not been able to get over the hump. I really hope France is able to win this, and I am cheering hard for our guy Evan Fournier uh, to win the championship. Of course, I would have loved to see Franz Wagner um, get that. And and that's honestly been—and that's where I want to start this 
what's been really exciting and, and really fun to watch is Germany is a team that's not unlike the Magic. Um, Germany is a team that is trying to bounce back after losing their superstar. You know, they they made the Olympics last year for the first time since 2008. Um, they have they are a strong basketball country. They've obviously got a lot of talent, but they haven't been able to put it all together on the international stage for whatever reason. And seeing this German team come together the way that they have, to see this German team put all these pieces together, to see this team grow the way that they have, and, and, and they're without some key players, not just Mo Wagner, who, who was go- set to play in Eurobasket but missed, uh, but sat out because of an injury that he suffered early in camp, but without, uh, without Isaiah Hartenstein, who we talked about before free agency, without Maxi Kleba, they were missing several key players, and this was a young team. Uh, hosting Eurobasket, but a young team. And a team that was really unsure where they were going to go. Adding Franz Wagner, who is essentially a rookie on this team, with a veteran like Dennis Schroeder and Daniel Theis, they, I think, ultimately hoped to make the quarterfinals. When I looked at this, they, A, they were in the group of death in Group B. When I looked at this tournament, I, I thought getting to the quarterfinals would be an un, would be a huge success. Instead, Germany was literally a quarter away from reaching the championship and having a chance to play for a major championship trophy on their home floor. And, and again, that's not something that's, that, that only happens once in your career, maybe. Um, you know, again, so don't fault Franz Wagner for going for it. Obviously, he sprained his ankle last Saturday against uh, last Saturday against Montenegro. Uh, no Nikola Vucevic in that game, by the way. Um, and bounced back to have this incredible game against Greece. This game where he was the talk of the basketball world for a little while because he was hitting step-back threes over Giannis Antetokounmpo. He did it twice. Um, in today's game against against Spain, he was just as important to Germany having a chance to win this game. Whether it was that nice drive that he had early in the game uh, that gave them the lead or that scoring spurt that he had in the third and fourth quarters that put Germany up by 10. They were really running away with this game. In fact, it was early in the fourth quarter that I think was one of the big turning points in the game. Franz Wagner hit this insane step-back fadeaway jumper that looked like Dirk Nowitzki to give him, I think he had he had 15 points in the game. That was his final basket of the game, to give him 15 points. He went down the court. Uh, the, the Eurobasket cameras on ESPN Plus caught him saying, let's go. Like, he was pumped. He was ready to go. That put Germany up by seven. And you could just feel the energy in that building through the, through your through your screens, just saying this team is ready to go. This team is not just an up and coming team. This is a team that is ready to win. Dennis Schroeder had an incredible game with thirty points. Uh, Matthias Opes had he's this is Germany was the best shooting team in this entire tournament. They lived and died on their three point shooting, and that's ultimately what undid them. Uh, I hate to say it, that's what undid them because after that basket by Franz Wagner. Germany essentially went into the tank, um, and, and they really struggled through that fourth quarter. And eventually, Spain was able to come back, and eventually Spain was able to win. They shut out Dennis Schroeder. He was the main creator. Daniel Theis couldn't get anything going around the basket, and Germany couldn't work the ball to, Fra- to Franz at all. Germany did a good job denying the ball, but really, they just kind of suckered Dennis Schroeder in to being the lone creator. And, and if there's a lesson that Germany should learn from all this— it's the same lesson that we talk that so many Magic fans talk about when it comes 
to Franz Wagner is get Franz the ball. Make sure Franz Wagner is touching the ball. Good things happen when he touches the ball. It's 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 amazing how simple that can be and, and how simple that that equation can be for for this team and, and for this group's development. Uh, you know, it, it it's it, it is that simple sometimes. Um I, look I warned I warned about this before the tournament began that essentially this is Dennis Schroeder's team and and I think that's still fair to say I think one weakness that we still see with Franz is he's not willing to or, or or people just don't view him as a guy who can take over games you know we'll see if that's something that changes when he comes back to Orlando we'll see how many pick and rolls they run for him. we'll talk more about Franz Wagner again and what to expect for him for the upcoming season on Monday's episodes we're not done with Franz at all but. It, 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 it is still amazing to me. Franz Wagner was second on the team on the Magic last year in field goal attempts per game, and it still did not feel like the Magic used him enough. For Germany, he's been second on the team in field goal attempts per game, and it still feels like they're not using him enough. His efficiency this tournament has been incredible. He's averaging around 16 points per game on like essentially 50-50-90 splits. It's, it's insane. And yes, the feeble line is shorter, but he's taking NBA threes. He has added a step back three to his game. He's playing with such tremendous confidence. And, you know, again, I, 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 I don't want to knock Germany too hard because Germany played such a, has played such a great tournament. Um, they are going to be heavy favorites to win a bronze medal, and I can't stress this enough. Knowing where Germany's been, knowing what Germany feels like they're building with all the great guards that they have. Bab was fantastic at, at, toward the end of this tournament. Um, as he came back from injury. Maldo Lowe has been a fantastic shooter for this team. Matthias Obst has been fantastic as a shooter for this team. They've got, Dennis Schroeder's been the straw that stirs the drink. Franz, I don't think Germany really knew what they had in Franz. They're going to start, you know, when, when he rejoins them for the World Cup next summer, they're, they're if, I think Germany's going to qualify for the World Cup. I haven't really double-checked that. Um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're pretty much set to, yeah, now, now I'm remembering. Um, when, when Franz joins them for the World Cup next summer, they're going to run a lot more stuff for Franz. They're going to make sure Franz is more involved. And you know, just talking to some German fans throughout EuroBasket, um, they I don't they they really they they understood who Dennis Schroeder was and and what he could bring to the table. They didn't understand Franz Wagner. We don't understand Franz Wagner very well yet either. We understand him a little bit more because we saw him a little bit more. But this kid has taken a, a humongous leap. And, and honestly, I, I'm not afraid to say it. As good as Dennis Schroeder was in this game, I think he had 30 points in the loss to Spain on Friday. As good as he was in that game, they needed to get Franz the ball more. Uh, it was that way in their loss to, to Slovenia. It was that way in their loss to Spain. And, and I don't think it's a coincidence that they nearly lost the game to Montenegro the moment Franz Wagner went out of that game. He is a connector. He makes everyone better. He makes the right decisions. He's not going to ball hawk. If you run, he will find ways to score even if you're not running stuff for him. That's what's so much fun and so exciting about him. His IQ is off the charts. Give him more opportunities on the ball, and you're going to see really good things happen. This has been a fantastic Eurobasket tournament for Franz. Um, unfortunately, it, the, the chance to win the gold, the chance to win the trophy comes to an end. But Franz Wagner and Germany will be back on Sunday against Poland in the bronze medal game. We'll recap that game a little bit. Obviously not as important, but we'll recap that game a little bit as we get ready for the upcoming season. And again, we're going to talk a lot more about Franz Wagner on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic as we start to look ahead to the NBA season and training camp, which is just a week away. 
While I was gone, the Magic released some new jer- some new uniforms. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's NFL season and this year's college football season games, plus NBA player props, including for our guy, Paolo Bancaro. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check out on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Before we uh, continue on, thank you for listening to Locked on Magic, by the way. You're making it your first listen every day. Now go and make the NBA Top 50 on Locked on NBA your second listen. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked on and the Bet Online odds makers present the NBA Top 50 most valuable players. Find it on Locked on wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. This is a really, really fun project. Um, you might see me. You might not. Eh, we'll find out. Um, But check out this project as we get ready for the NBA season to begin. And on that note, we are counting down to the start of the NBA season. We're going to talk a little bit about training camp uh, and what Jamal Mosley had to say ahead of training camp uh, at the end of today's episode. But really, the start is with the jerseys, Um, the, 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 the fun, frivolous stuff. And I've seen this complaint over and over and over and over and over again uh, on on Magic social media, when are Magic going to release their jerseys? When are Magic going to release their new jerseys? Um, no, the Magic are not changing their base set jerseys. It is still the same uniform that they've worn since the 2009 season. But I, I am pretty happy to report that the Magic are going to go back to a, a more classic look with their third jersey, their statement edition jersey, as it were. Look, um, whenever we talk Magic jerseys, the first thing people say is, why don't the Magic just go back to their their original pinstripe uniforms? And yes, we would all love to do that. Um, give me the old word font, the all, all the original logo stuff. Just give me all of that. Um, that stuff is still the best stuff that the Magic have ever done, and they're going to be chasing perfection for the rest of eternity. Um, but the reality is the NBA jersey rules do not allow them to do that. If I'm not mistaken, if my understanding of NBA jersey rules is correct, you're only allowed to wear classic edition jerseys on anniversary seasons. 
Um, so next year, the 35th anniversary season, I would expect to see the Magic wearing the pinstripe uniforms once more. Or the original pinstripe uniforms once more. Or perhaps even the star uniforms of the mid of the early 2000s. Um, instead, what, what, what we do get is these constant callbacks to old uniforms. And the Magic do have a very good jersey history set. Outside of the uh, 2004 through 2008 season, when they just didn't, when they, when they wore uniforms that still make the Jazz's new uniforms jealous, but um, not, the, not the most inspired fashion choice. Um, I know, people, I, I, honestly, like, I'm not a big stickler on uniforms. I don't mind the current jersey set. I do agree the font is not my favorite. Um, but what the Magic have done with their Statement Edition jersey, they are wearing a new Statement Edition jersey for the first time since the 2019 season. Gone are gone is the blue with the black pinstripe um, and stars on the pants jersey that they've worn for the last few seasons. Back in rotation is a blue pinstripe uniform, and I cannot tell you, I am so excited to see a blue pinstripe jersey back in the Magic's rotation. Um, by my opinion, and you can certainly agree, and I won't disagree with you. My opinion, the Magic's original blue pinstripe alternate jersey from 1995, which then became their regular road jersey starting in 1996, I believe, um, 1996 through 99, or sorry, through 98, and then the 99 season that they, they started wearing the, the Stars uniforms. Um, the original blue pinstripe uniform is my favorite Magic jersey. Um, I think it is just, it, it, it really makes the font pop. It makes the numbering pop. Um, you know, the pinstripes aren't as pronounced, but I, I think that jersey is, is perfect. And, and if you remember, the Magic, when they debuted the current uniform set in 2009, the original road jersey was a blue uniform. That changed, um, I believe, when Nike took over. Um, the Magic, I think, still wore the black as their alternate, but starting in 2019, they removed that blue pinstripe uniform. They made the black their permanent uh Association Edition jersey, I think it's called. Icon is white association. Uh, Icon is traditional home. Association is the traditional road. They made the black pinstripe, which is a great look, honestly. Um, everyone loved that black alternate when it finally came out. Um, they made that their official official Association Edition jersey and tried out a new Statement Edition jersey, which they've worn in the last few years. So I'm very happy to see a blue pinstripe jersey back in the Magic's rotation. I love the Magic's colors, blue, black, and silver. Just classic colors, very easy to work with. Um, I do like these these I do like these new uniforms a lot. The big difference between these uniforms and the original blue pinstripe uniforms that the Magic wore when these when the when this iteration first came out is they're no longer wearing silver pinstripes. They are now straight black pinstripes. Um, I believe the original Nike versions, at least, were silver pinstripes. These are black pinstripes, so they pop a little bit more. They're a little bit easier to see. A little bit easier to tell that they're pinstripes. Uh, and, and there's definitely a, a more classic feel to them because, again, the original Magic, Magic, I believe, had white pinstripes, um, which also looks good to me. Um, the other big difference is instead of this, the straight black paneling down the side, um, they now have stars down the side. It's still black, but it's stars on black. And to me, one of the... You know, I, honestly, everyone hates the Magic's current lettering, font, lettering um, and their font. I hate it too. Um, I think it's it feels like it was taken out of Tomorrowland at Disney. Um, it, 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 it wants to be futuristic, but it, it's just not. I've often joked that I, I kind of find the new Magic's logo to be mature, where the, the logos and jerseys of the late 90s 
uh, of the 90s and, and, and early aughts were sometimes a little cartoonish. So I don't necessarily blame the magic for wanting uh, to kind of feel a little bit more grown up. But at the same time, that stuff was just classic. Um, it, it's hard to represent magic kind of visually. Um, and so this was just a great logo and a great, uh, a great uniform set um, to start off with. And again, the magic are chasing perfection. It's, it's hard to do. Uh, so I agree that the, the font isn't, isn't great, but to me, the great tragedy of the Magic's current logo um, is they got rid of that fun. Um, getting rid of the stars in the Magic's logo, I think, is one of the great mistakes in Magic kind of branding history. I love that the A's are stars. I actually like that uh, on the, I don't know if it was like this on the original logo, I'm actually looking at it now, um, that they positioned the the A in Orlando as a star, as the dot on top of the I in Magic. Um, this the star was just a nice little flourish and a nice little touch. And and I know I've been on record. I don't know if I did a podcast on. It. I know I wrote an article about it a few years ago. Um, I, I do think the Magic should try and and pay homage to the Tracy McGrady era jerseys. Those were good looking jerseys. Those were fun jerseys. Um, and so to see the Magic bring stars back into their uniforms some way. And again, the, the star was on the. Uh, on the state on the statement edition jersey from last year as well, so it's not like it went completely away. But I, I love the kind of star pattern that the that the Magic have on this jersey. To me, the city edition jerseys uh, it's a great way to pay homage to the team's past, to its design past, uh, while pre- presenting something kind of new and something a little bit different. But um, again, just seeing a blue pinstripe jersey makes me very very happy as a fan. I'm sure it makes a lot of people happy. It reminds them of the great times that the Magic had in those uniforms and, and where this team can continue growing and building from there. Um, obviously, I, I, know some, I know some fans want to see a complete brand change, a complete logo change, a complete jersey change. Um, I would honestly say be careful what you wish for. Just look at the Utah Jazz and whatever the hell they're going to be wearing this year. It, it, it doesn't look good. Um, hopefully, the Magic don't go the simplistic route because, again, those the, the simple jerseys are the ones that we hate the most. But... Generally, what I saw from reaction as, as these jerseys came out a few days ago now, um, generally what I saw were people were pretty happy with it. The biggest complaint was that the side paneling looked green, um, but the only green involved in these jerseys is the amount of money the Magic are going to make off of selling them. Um, that was just a lighting issue at the rec, at the rec, downtown rec center, the Magic's original practice facility. Um, that, that's that's overselling what the rec center is. Um, the rec center's cool. It's still there. It's still got the Magic court, Mag, original Magic court, I believe, down uh, on their floor, you can still play pickup there. There's a lot of good programs happening uh, out of the rec center as well. Shout out page 15. Um, but but uh, um, yeah, this the Magic did a good job here paying homage to their past, and, and I really like them. And like I told people when it leaked on 2K, don't judge it on 2K. Um, see it in person. I think most people have been pretty pleased. We're going to close today's show uh, talking a little bit about what, what the expectations are heading into training camp as Jamal Mosley speaks to the pod squad. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed.
So we are now officially in the countdown to training camp. Um, I'm recording this on a Friday night, Saturday morning. Um, we are officially now almost a week away from training camp starting. Media Day is next Monday, September 26th. Training camp opens September 27th. Cannot be more excited for this and cannot be more excited, A, to be in the new practice facility, to actually see the team practice and, and, and see the team interact with the space. Um, when they gave us the tour, it was still empty. They, they still told us they were a few weeks away from officially moving fully in. Um, but for sure... Um, everyone is really, really excited to get this season. You can feel the excitement among fans for sure. Um, you could probably feel the excitement from me. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, at, at Magic's this all the, the start of the season always juices me up. Um, and you know, you could tell from the players and 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 the coaching staff how excited they are for this season to start too, and how excited they are to kind of get the ball rolling this season. Um, it is, it is obviously a a big task ahead of the Orlando Magic. And we've talked a lot about expectations. We've talked a lot about what to expect from this team. And, 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 and you know, during the during the Twitter spaces that we did last week, um, that were our shows for much for much of last week, um, a lot of people were saying, hey, say this team's going to go to the playoffs. This, I believe this team can go to the playoffs. And like I told them, I can see it. I'm not here to tell you not to believe that. And at this point, you should absolutely believe that this team is playoff capable. I believe this team is playoff capable. But the realist in me, the journalist in me, wants to kind of slow the brakes down and, and, and kind of stick to what the line, the magic, are saying. It's not about a win total. It's not about It's not about um, necessarily making the playoffs or, or, or getting to a spot in the standings. The repeated line from the Magic has been just about getting better. Now, making the playoffs and achieving those goals is certainly a sign that they've accomplished the things they want to accomplish. But they know that there is still a long way to go. They're a 22-win team, and and they're just as curious to see how this team reacts to everything as everyone else is. As I've said here, um, you know, you know, and Jamal Mosley essentially says it on the pod squad. Last year was about evaluating. Last year was about seeing what they have, what players can do, what they can't do. This year's about getting better. Plain and simple. And the way I would phrase it is this year is about, the way I would phrase it is this year is about the team taking steps forward. Is is understanding what we can actually build with this team. Um, and beginning to take steps over the next few year, over next year, maybe two years, to actualize that. Um, you know, as as Jamal Mosley would say, this season is about leveling up. Now, this isn't the first time Mosley said that, and he repeated that again on the Pod Squad. Mosley said that Mosley said that uh, leveling up line at the end of last season, after the Magic defeated the Miami Heat in the last game of the season. And he's hinted at what that means throughout the course of the offseason. A big thing that he said uh, when it came to leveling up is honing in on the details, being more detail-oriented in the preparation, um, but more importantly, not making the same mistakes. And so now sitting here a week and a half away from training camp, less than a week and a half away from training camp, that idea is becoming much clearer and and, and what the expectations are for the season— are becoming much clearer. Um, you know, 
I'm a big believer in, 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 in if I were running Magic PR, I would sit. I would honestly have an off the record, you know, off the record meeting with the media. I would honestly go over like, okay, these are the standards we're holding ourselves to. We ask that you hold us to that standard too. Why not? Um, that's that's what I do if I was media. And I honestly, I'd actually say, hey, here's what we're going to run. This is what to look for. This is what our philosophy is. Hold us to the standards. If, if you know, be be smart about your your observations and 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 you help. It'll help you ask smarter questions if we tell you exactly what our plan is and what we're trying to what we're trying to do on a day to day basis. Um, Magic will never do that. But essentially, what Jamal Mosley said on the Magic Pod Squad, and definitely listen because Jamal's a great listen. Um, always, always is. You understand why people want to run through a wall for that guy, and 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 why he really does feel like the right coach for this moment in Magic history. Um, and magic development, um, you know, he said that this season is about accountability. That where this team is at, bringing back essentially every player from last season, where this team is at, they should know what's expected of them. When, you know, when most, when they introduce a concept early in training camp, they should pick it up quickly. The big thing that Mosley talked about is, you know, mistakes are going to happen, but I shouldn't have to tell these guys three times how to correct a mistake. And this is really, really key. This is a big part of growing up in this league, is knowing how to reduce your mistakes, how to analyze and 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 correct mistakes on the fly. That's what the good teams do. This, it's an 82-game season. It's a 48-minute game. There's going to be mistakes made. But being able to adjust, being able to anticipate what a coach is going to ask for, being able to take coaching and apply it immediately, that's something that takes some experience, obviously, but takes familiarity and, and takes accountability. The big, the big lesson, the big takeaway that I took from what Jamal Mosley said is essentially this. He is expecting this team to hold themselves accountable to not rely on the coaching staff so much, to fix everything, to fix all the problems. That players are going to have to help each other and catch each other before the coaches have to step in. And making sure that the coaches are using their time efficiently to prepare the players for games rather than focusing always on themselves and what they have to fix and correct. Now, Obviously, there's still going to be moments where they're going to have to step in and they're going to have to instruct and they're going to have to say, okay, this is something new that we have to teach. But what the Magic want to see is spending less time on that instruction. And there's always going to be instruction, but spending less time on that so they can move on quickly to the next thing and move on to the next detail that they have to to accomplish. Jamal Mosley, this is going to be a, a saying that I think is going to permeate throughout the course of training camp and permeate throughout the course of this season because, I, honestly, this is probably the central goal for the team. Mosley says in the pod squad several times that the Magic want to dominate the simple. I want that to sit a little bit. Dominate the simple. To me, again, and, and what the simple is, what are the basics of what this team is trying to do. You know, that's probably a little bit more behind closed doors than, than we want to admit, but he doesn't just want them to, to, to be good at the simple. He wants them to dominate the simple. Whatever those simple things are, whether it's a rebounding, whether it's passing the ball, you know, space, pace, and the pass, together talking tough-minded defense, 
you know, those things that we talked about all throughout last offseason is you're trying to figure out what who this Jamal Mosley guy was. The goal this year is to dominate the simple so they can work on learning the details. And it's those details that are going to help this team take that next step. To me, it really does sound like Jamal Mosley has a very good plan and hopefully a very good idea of how he wants to conduct his training camp here in this second season. He's got virtually the same roster to do it. And hopefully all that experience from the roster and from the coaching staff will help this Magic team take a bigger leap than everyone anticipates. So we're almost there. It's time to get very, very excited. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places available podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We're going to start up on player outlooks coming up, I believe. The first one's going to be coming up this weekend, so be on the lookout for that. We'll do player outlooks. We'll start doing those on the podcast, starting with Franz Wagner, on Monday as well. So we are right there getting ready for the NBA season and for Magic season to begin. I can't believe it's it's finally, finally here. We're, we're all so excited. Now that you're going to listen to us, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast. You can not only find the Locked On NBA Top 50 with our pals from Bet Online, you'll find great podcasts and great analysis of all the latest NBA news and notes from around the league every single day now that the season is getting ready to begin. We are locking back in for full week of episodes. I'm planning to do some weekend episodes throughout the course of the year, so we, we're not sitting on games. So after game on days after games, expect to see a podcast. So subscribe on YouTube too. You can check out Locked On NBA wherever you download podcasts, as well as on YouTube as well. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. It's great to be back in the chair and ready to go for the season. Let's get to it. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 